Funding for this class is provided by Benjamin Arieh and family in loving memory of Raphael, son of Chacham Rabbi Chia. We are on page seven. We're in the middle of the morning blessings. And these are the opening blessings. Together is a total of 18, 19 blessings paralleling the Shmon Esrei. So we're up to page seven, the top of the page. Bless the you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has provided me with my every need. This is a blessing that we make when you put on the shoes. The previous blessing was when you walk, you're walking around in your house, you're getting out of bed, you're standing up, you're walking, you're walking around, you're still walking around barefoot, but before you're ready to go out of the house, when you're ready to go out of the house, you put on your shoes, you tie your shoes, and you make the blessing, thank you Hashem for taking care of all of my needs. And we don't make this blessing on two days of the year, Yom Kippur and Tisha, because you're not allowed to wear leather shoes on these two days, even though we discussed that all these blessings, you don't necessarily make these blessings only if you actually, for example, you just put on your clothes, so you make a blessing. Even if you slept in your clothes or you were up all night, you make these blessings because you're thanking Hashem in general for giving us clothes. It doesn't have to be particularly that, that when I put on clothes this morning. So why don't you say the same for putting on your shoes? But the answer is, because on Yom Kippur and on Tisha B'Av, the entire Jewish people, nobody's wearing shoes. <laughs> so, so nobody, like this, you're making a blessing because the community is, wearing, is putting on clothes, even though I, my, individually I am not, my particular circumstances this morning is I am not. I'm still praising Hashem for the general. But to praise Hashem for the general for shoes, on Yom Kippur, when you don't wear shoes, you don't wear leather, you don't make this blessing. A mourner, wouldn't make the blessing, even though a mourner also doesn't wear leather shoes. But since the whole community is wearing, you're not thanking Hashem specifically that day that you put on shoes. You're thanking Hashem in general for providing for all our needs, for taking care of all our needs. So it's very interesting. Firstly, this blessing, unlike the other blessings, which speak in the present and in the future. Hashem, thank you for dressing the naked constantly, now, presently. Here we say that you took care of all my needs. in the past. In the past tense. You just read. You provided me in the past. It's a new day. I'm thanking Hashem. I'm about, I'm about to leave the house to go out on my way to do business, to take care of what I need. And you're thanking Hashem for already providing you for all you and also all the others, you don't say, you dressed me. You don't thank Hashem for dressing me. You say, for dressing the naked. For making uh, those who are bent, for making them stand erect. Here, you get very personal. That you made me, you took care of me, you provided for me, for all my personal needs. Also, if we are referring to shoes, why doesn't he say, specifically, shoes? We said earlier, thank you, Hashem, for dressing. He's talking about giving us clothing. So you say, for dressing the naked. So you're specifying clothes. Here, 
You're just saying for taking care of all of my needs. Why don't you specify shoes? Very interesting approaches that the commentaries explain this blessing. One approach is that this is the final thing you do in the morning. After you're fully dressed, and you put on your shoes and you tie your shoes, you're good to go. So you're thanking Hashem for taking care of all of my needs. This is the last thing I'm doing. For my needs, so I'm thanking Hashem for taking care of all my needs. You're referring to shoes that comes on time. Because on Tish, it is. Because specific, the Talmud says, when you put on your shoes, you make the blessing, and that's why on Tish above and on, and on the Yom Kippur, we don't say the blessing. The Shalah Kader says that Hashem created the world as like a hierarchy. On the bottom, you have inanimate, you have earth, right? On a higher level, the earth supports organic life. A higher level, organic life supports the animal life. On a higher level, the animal life is subordinate and it supports human life. And man's job is, even though we are the weakest, we're much weaker than animals, but Hashem gave us the brain that we can lead and guide and be in charge of everything, the earth, the organic life, the animal life. We have the power to lead and to be in charge of, to be the custodians of the whole world. And that's why, how do we demonstrate it? When you take a shoe, leather hide of an animal, and the leather hide of an animal becomes subordinate to your foot, it's used to protect your foot. What do you need shoes? At home, you can walk around barefoot. But if you want to go out, you want to go out and you want to conquer the world and you want to do what you need to do. You, so we're taking the animal and the animal serves as our shoe. Which demonstrates that the, that the role of man, Hashem provided for all our needs. Whatever we need is out there. Hashem gave us whatever we need. Food or whatever else we need, Hashem is out there. He said, you need clothing. You need shoes to protect you. The skin of the animal, that's the hide of the animal, becomes the leather that's, that's there to protect you and to help you fulfill your mission. So it demonstrates, he's saying in a broader sense, the shoe demonstrates this concept that everything that Hashem created was done to help me, to help man, to fulfill his role and his mission. What is man's role and what is man's mission? We're not just a clever animal. We're not just a superior animal. An animal that also can speak and think. But we're there when we, in turn, connect with Hashem. When we use our intellect, our superiority and our awareness and self-consciousness and we use it, to become aware and become conscious of Hashem, then we elevate all of creation. We elevate the inorganic, organic, the animal. So when the animal hide serves as my shoe, the bottom of my foot, and it protects me, so you slaughter the animal to get its skin in order to actually have shoes to wear. But in turn, 
when I use that to serve Hashem, to connect with Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, you're blessing Hashem, you're connecting Hashem, you're drawing Hashem down into this act of putting on shoes. It means you're connecting everything in your life with Hashem. That is the purpose. We are the connector, the, the uh, conduit. We are the ones that can elevate the whole world. So Hashem provided all of our needs. It's all out there. And it's all there to service us because we're here to serve Hashem. So when we serve Hashem, we in turn, when we bless Hashem and connect with Hashem, we in turn elevate the whole entire world. Also, a shoe is very interesting. The shoes, unlike other clothing, other garments, we elevate the garment. By wearing the garment, we elevate the garment. We wear the garment and now we are enclosed in the garment. So we elevate the garment. The shoe, especially the sole of the shoe, which the foot rests on the sole of the shoe. So the sole of the shoe holds up not only the foot, the sole, the whole being, the whole person, and your clothes is all held up by the shoe. <laughs> so the shoe is very essential. It's not just a detail. It's not like the other clothing. It's a detail. This, that, or the other, this part, that part. And you're fitting, you're fit, you fit yourself in the clothing. And the clothing is elevated through you, through the shoe. Here the shoe is elevating the whole person. We are resting on the shoe. So my whole being and everything that I'm wearing is elevated through the shoe. Now the, the Maral says the reason we don't mention specifically the shoe, it's because... The shoe is actually something which is derogatory. Why is it derogatory? He says, he says, we know when you come to a holy place, what does Hashem tell Moshe when he meets <laughs> Moses at the burning bush? <laughs> take your shoes off. In the temple, you have to take your shoes off. You come to a holy place, we go to the Rebbe's grave, we take our leather shoes off. Because when a place is holy, you don't need any interruption between your foot and the place. On the contrary, you should directly have your feet on the earth, on that holy earth. Now we know today there's tremendous energy in the earth. Even people understand there's healing when, when your feet touch the earth. There's tremendous healing that you get from, from the earth. When you're in a holy place, you don't want any interruption between you and the holy earth. No, nothing interfering in between. Your feet should be directly on the earth. When do you need shoes? When you're not in the holy place. So to protect your feet, they shouldn't get dirty because the earth is very earthy and dirty. You shouldn't get dusty and, earth and dirty, so you need shoes to protect you. So your shoes, you need your shoes to protect you that you should not become dirty. So the shoes separate us from the earthiness. Our life, we are in this earthy world, very coarse, crusty, earthy world. But we need a separation. We need an elevation, a little elevation, a separation from earthiness. Even though we are firmly on the ground, but we need to remind ourselves there should always be a separation. There's, there's something we shouldn't get so caught up in the earth, in earthiness. 
Most of our life is engaged. It's only one day a week, Shabbat. Most of our life is engaged in earthiness, in the material, in the mundane, surviving, taking care of our needs, our bodily needs. Most of our life. But the danger is, the risk is, that you can get dirty in the process. You become very earthy and coarse and crusty. So the shoes act as a separation to keep you a little elevated, a little above the earth. <laughs> Something separating between you and the earth. That's one of the signs of a kosher animal, right? The kosher animal has split hooves. There's an opening, there's a separation between the animal and the earth. Why are the most disgusting creatures in the Torah we call shekets is, is the sherets, the crawling creatures? Because they crawl, their bodies, their, their stomachs are on the earth. There's nothing separating between them and the earth. All crawl, crawling creatures are not kosher. There's not a single crawling creature that's kosher. Because they're so earthy that their bellies are on, on, they're crawling on the earth. You know, they're so low, there's nothing separating from them and the earth. So there's no light, there's no room for light. An animal, a four-legged animal at least, is a separation. It has split hoofs. There's even a greater separation. There's an opening that separates between the earthiness, that means light can go through, it means it has the ability to be elevated. So the foot, the shoe acts as a separation. A separation between, because otherwise we're total immersion in the material world. So you need a separation to keep you clean, to keep you a little above, a little above the ground. Don't become so worthy that you become the earth. Give you a little separation. So the fact that we need the separation, it's not, it's because the earth that we're stepping on is not, is very earthy, it's not holy. And holy land, you don't need that. And holy land, you remove the shoes, you don't want any separation. You want your feet grounded and touching the holy spot and the holy land and the holy earth. But if it's not holy, then we need that protection. So that's why we, the Maral says we don't mention shoes, because shoes shows it's a protection that we need it because we shouldn't get dirty. It, it, it's a negative. Why do we need shoes in the first place? It's only because we need that protection, and that separation. The reason we're saying it in the past tense, and, and the reason why we say, leave, that you made for me, you took, provided me, called sarki, or my needs. Because when you're putting on your shoes, you're tying your shoes, and you're ready to go out of the house, and ready to go out, pursue whatever you're doing, pursue your career, pursue what occupies and engages most of your adult life, which is engaging in the material world, you're going out to take care of your own needs. You have to earn a living, you have to take care of your needs. It's your own personal needs. Most of my life is not engaged in holy things. I'm going about my career, my mundane activities, my needs, my personal needs. In a way, it's like an assertion of your ego, of something that's your things, your personal and private and needs. But nevertheless, you recognize and you thank Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me that protection, for giving me the shoes and making that opportunity. And what do we say? In the past, you have already provided all my needs. What a powerful premise. What a powerful assumption. What a powerful opening statement. Before you even leave the house in the morning, you just woke up. What are you saying? Hashem, you already took care of everything. It's all done. Why do I have to go out and work? Because you told me so. You told me that I have to act in a natural way. 
So I have to do what I need to do. But at the end of the day, where does the blessing come from? Where does the blessing flow from? 100% from Hashem. I have nothing to do with it. It's not my hard work and my this and my cleverness. And everything comes directly from Hashem. And that's why you have the peace of mind. You're not worried. You're not anxious. You're facing a day, a new day. How am I going to make a living? Where's the help going to come from? How is this going to happen? I'm anxious free. I'm not worried. Hashem, you already provided me already. Whatever I'm going to come, it's already done. I have to act in a responsible way, so I'm doing what you're asking me to do, but only because you're asking me to do it. But my mind, I can reserve my energy to focus on the things that really matter. It's interesting, people focus on the one area in their life they have zero control. They're so busy working 18 hours a day, which, by the way, you can't change one iota. You're not going to earn one penny more than it was decided on Rosh Hashanah. You can steal from today to tomorrow. You're not going to get one penny. People who steal don't make anything. You end up in jail. You're not going to get one penny more than it was destined for you to come. There are people who work hard and they have nothing to show for it. And there are people, they meet the right person at the right time and everything just clicks and everything just goes and they make connections. You know, in every uh, successful autobiography is always that what they call chance. Whether it's b- being born to the president of the company or whatever, you just met the right person at the right time and then everything clicked and the one in a million chance and we call divine providence. So the one area in your life we have zero control over, people are obsessed with. So obsessed, I don't have any time and energy left for Hashem, for anything spiritual. But if you have the confidence and you're worry-free and you know Hashem, it's all in Hashem's hands and Hashem provides and it's already provided for me, then I can find the energy and the time to focus on the one area of my life I do have choice, which is working on my personality, my character, my spirituality, my Yiddishkeit, finding time to learn Torah, finding time to pray, finding time to do a good deed, to help another person, to give an act of tzedakah, that I have the time and the energy. No matter how busy I am, I have the time and the energy. Because that's the area I do control. That's the one area Hashem gave us freedom of choice that we actually do control. So this is an attitude. Yes, I'm going about Lee. I'm going about to take care of my life and my personal needs. And my, but I'm thanking Hashem. I'm blessing Hashem. Also, you already provided for me. It's already done. I'm not worried. I know that it has nothing to do with my work and my effort. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do an honest day's labor. But at the end of the day, the blessing comes from Hashem. All I'm doing is I'm making a vessel and a vehicle, a packet, so the blessings could flow. And I want to make sure it's, uh, the packet has no holes. So I want to be moral, ethical, be honest in business, even though all my competition are ruthless liars. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be straightforward. I'm going to follow the Torah. I'm not going to work on Shabbat. And even though all my competition may be working on Shabbat. And I know everything is provided for. I have no worries. So we're asking Hashem. We're drawing Hashem down. Blessing means to draw Hashem down. We're drawing Hashem. He should give us that strength, that energy, that realization that we should be grateful and thankful that everything is already done. 
This blessing also, on a deeper level, the shoe protects the foot, the lower part of a person, your legs, your foot. The person is divided into three parts. You have the head, you have the, the, the torso, the heart, and the center. Then you have the legs. And the idea, the idea of these clothing is that each of these three, as we're going to learn the next three blessings, this blessing is the following two blessings, we're discussing the clothing for each of these three parts. The shoe is what protects the lower part, the legs. It surrounds the legs. And we have this concept in Hasidut that you have the level of the soul that's like indwelling, the level of the soul that we feel, we sense. It fills the heart, it fills the mind, the ability of the legs to walk. But then you have, as the soul wraps around us, the level of the soul, like our aura that wrapped around us. And this helps us, strengthens us, and protects us. Just like the shoe physically protects us, the shoe is a symptom on a spiritual level, the level of the soul that also envelops us and protects us and strengthens us. And here we're discussing the level of the soul that strengthens our legs. Our legs are associated with action, with going, with walking, with doing. It's touching the ground, it's action. So when a person, when we feel weak in our commitment to action, to doing the mitzvah, our Judaism, our behavior, our, we feel a little a weakness in our doing, in our getting things done and getting the action done and doing what we have to do. So putting on the shoe, this is the level of the soul that's wrapped around the legs. This is the level of the soul that gives us strength and gives us that strength that we need to get us moving, that we can do the action, do what we have to do. Instead of feeling tired, exhausted, we should have the strength and the vigor to do what we have to do and to carry out what we need to do. And this is a strength that comes from the neshama, that comes from the faith of the neshama, the faith of our soul. It's deep down in our soul. This faith envelops us and surrounds us and protects us and gives, us, gives the legs the strength that it needs, that it can go forward and we can do and carry out our mission and do what needs to be done. So that's this blessing. We're drawing down. We're saying, Baruch Atah Hashem. We're drawing down this level of the neshama that we should feel its power to protect us, to give us the strength that we need to do the right thing as we go about our daily lives, to, to, in our daily lives, to, to do Jewish, act Jewish, speak Jewish, and think Jewish. Mm-hmm.